Konisti, how are ye? Welcome to the Candle Tales podcast. My name is Aaron, and in this episode, we're going to listen to the post-show chat of the last episode, which was Bikru's feast. Sorok and I have a chat about it, and we are always here to thank our Patreon supporters. They've gone to patreon.com forward slash candle tales and thrown a few bob. And it's keeping us going, let me tell you that. Now sit back and relax and tune in to the post-show chats. Where are you going to end this story so that I can... Uh, good question. Um, oh, when they're just about to go off to... Uh, so, <clears throat> Col- 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 uh, sorry, Crow Magnessa wonders who he'll... Um, who could ever possibly help make this decision? And then he thinks, oh, Queen Maeve is my enemy. Uh, I would say don't name who it is in your one. Because yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that's okay. a better ending to just be like, Gerard was left to wonder how he was going to make this decision. Cool. And then I can pick it up the following week. Right. Well, that's a bit of a conundrum. Tough, tough one there now for old Crowhor, isn't it? I mean, you know, it's the classic thing of if you give, you know, three highly ambitious people going for the same job and whoever you give it to, the other two are going to be really fucking annoyed with you. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You're, you're not, you're, you're always going to have someone who's pissed off at the end of that one. Like, the, yeah, the, the main problem is you're going to have two who are pissed off. Two pretty deadly and brilliant warriors. And well. I, well, I, I mean, look, we don't know that much about Larry Booyuk. We've kind of painted him out in what little strands we have gathered as being a little bit of a dunce. Listen, the only story that exists about Leary Booyuk, aside from this one, and actually we were going to talk about this in the next podcast more, but like the only story that exists is the story where he like knocks his own brain out on the door jam and that's how he dies. True, true. So like, I don't think it's us. I don't think it's entirely us that are like making him out to be a dunce unfairly. Uh, he's kind of like this is this is mainly the story that he's in. Sure, and like you said, we'll be talking a bit more about uh, Larry Buick and Colin Carnick, the victorious in the next, and uh, Cullen as well. And in terms of their characters, I kind of want to look at because this is you know Bickrew's feast, and Bickrew is such an odd character. He's such a bollocks. He always is stirring shit. So let's let's look at. The character Bikru. What what's his deal like? I think Bikru so Bikru is Bikru's like he's got his parallels in, in other world mythology, but I I think there's something peculiarly Irish about the way that Bikru becomes Bikru. Which is that he gets this wound in the kidney and so he can't like he essentially can't get drunk. Now you told me that they there's something in Irish culture. Um, that has the kidneys is more important than the heart because we always hear yeah. that the heart of a you know the heart of something is is often referred to the, the most important thing. But well, the kidneys in Ireland were. If you think back to the the settling of the Manor of Tara, it's mm-hmm. it's mentioned there that Tara and Ishnuk are the two kidneys of Ireland, not the two kidney stones, which I've said in life before <laughs> a couple of times. Just keep on just <laughs> kidney <laughs> stones are a different oh, thing. Jesus, the ki- two kidney stones of Ireland. <laughs> no, 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 they're they're not. I that. think you're thinking of like hearth stones or yeah, something I'm like just, that. I just, I'm just thinking stones on like, the hill, like yeah. the two stones oh on the hill, 
and they're two hills and they have stones in them and they're kidney and then I just say stones. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, she and just then, made her and then you uh, snod herself. <laughs> she literally just snod herself. It was pretty funny. Wish I could have recorded that. <laughs> that, was, that was really attractive. Sorry. Uh, don't get, get your snot away from me. You get, get, get. Ugh, the worst. The worst. You are the worst. Um, carry on. Don't click at me. Um, so, not kidney stones, kidneys. <laughs> yeah, definitely not kidney stones of Ireland but there is something there's something like and I don't think it's just in Irish culture uh, I remember learning about this in, in Tai Chi that like the kidneys are the seat of your uh, vital energy as well mm. like in Chinese medicine kidneys are really really important because that's where you're like that's where your life force resides and in Irish myth kidneys were really really important so I think there's also something kind of symbolic about Bikru being wounded in the kidneys mm. because it's like, yeah, it's like there's something fundamentally wrong with the guy now. And I also think it's like it's very culturally Irish to be like, oh, oh, you don't drink. <laughs> Therefore, we're all really mm. suspicious mm. of you. Mm. <laughs> all right. Is it, is it, is it January? No, excuse. Is, yeah, no yeah, excuse. Yeah, no, any any woman in Ireland who doesn't get an alcoholic beverage will immediately be asked if she's pregnant. Like we're immediately, the, we're the worst. We're the, we're the worst. worst. I've lied before and gone, No, I'm on antibiotics. Oh, yeah, and no, then that's, when I'm on antibiotics, I don't. That's ever. The, <laughs> pretty much the only way you can get away with not drinking in Ireland is to be like, No, I'm on antibiotics. Or I have, I have the khakis. Or I have the khakis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you have to have a reason to not be drinking, or else people are like, Why? What's wrong with yeah, you? Yeah. What are you saying about my alcohol consumption? Yeah, yeah. And the answer is always, Nothing. <laughs> Calm the fuck down. <laughs> Yeah, so there you go. Um, so, okay, can you... But anyway, as someone... Do you know what? That would be enough, in my opinion, to turn anyone into into a bit of a prick. If you couldn't drink, and Fecker's kept being like, ah, go on, you'll have the one. Ah, just the one. Like, no, I'll, I'll, one, actually, one die. I'll ah, actually die. I'll Ah, just the one. I'll and, go on. And also, you know, hey, it, it's not by choice. Like, you know, that's the thing. It's like, hey, if, if, if you, you choose it, with, great. With I, that amount of nagging... Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you weren't fucking evil to begin with, you would be by the end of the night. It, it's the fact that he can't take any joy from feasting either, and that seems to be the, the main think, yeah, like, thing. It's not just drink; it's it's, it's not just food, drink. And I'm kind of being of everything. glib about the fact that it's like yeah, it's sure. a booze thing. It's not really just a booze thing. It's just that's also a part of Irish culture that's eh, not great. Um, but yeah, like he can't take any pleasure from delicious food and feasting, and feasting was so important. Uh, to you know Irish culture and ancient culture like everybody getting together having a feast telling stories listening to stories recounting their deeds and like just having a kind of a party together and a gathering together and to be someone who can't take any joy from that leaves Bikru with a lack in his life Hmm. and he decides to fill it by shit stirring I love it. And so what is his fundamental role in these stories? Like, obviously, shit stirrer, but... Well, like, the shit stirrer stirs the shit to, to, to get the story moving. And, that, and that's like, a pretty kind of frequent enough character that you have in myths and stories and everything, right? <laughs> I don't know why I think this is really funny, but I want you to say it. What? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to... I don't know. <laughs> 
Eric's, Eric is in a weird mood today. Maybe it's the rain. Maybe it's because of the, the, the shop is in <laughs> very low it's getting, noisy. It's getting um, very noisy and very hot. <laughs> it is with the heater on. With the heater on. Do you want? Uh, do you want to just? Do you want to just say? All right, fine. <laughs> the archetype. The, the, well, God damn it! Like I wanted you to say. <laughs> I know but it was just for some I was asking you. It felt really like forest. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, the trickster archetype. There you go. I said it. Uh, I just. I, I, you're the expert in these things. I always feel like I'm just. I mean, you to explain what the hell a trickster archetype is because you're the one who explained it to me. So that's you what know. This what? I'm just. I'm just going to take is. off my little poncho because I'm really overheating. Okay, you do that. I'm going <laughs> to. While Sorica takes off her little poncho uh, that she bought in uh, South America, I believe it was at my brother's wedding. Uh, or shortly thereafter. At his wedding, um, I didn't go shopping at his wedding. <coughs> you might have. Um, really, where were the shops? In fairness, it was in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Um, it was on a beach. It was lovely. It was lovely. Uh, well, oh, you're gonna have to edit this. <laughs> I'm not editing at all. There's no edits going into this at all. I think you're in, in a great mood. I think everybody should experience a hyper overheated surrogate. Uh, and a giddy one at that uh, and plus there's like continuous laughter through it I wouldn't actually be able to edit it uh, now Bikru is the shitster right we've got that he's the archetype of oh yeah, he's the trickster and the archetypes as, as I know from Sorica telling me which is something I'm not an expert of because you're the one who knows all this stuff about this than me Loki is the archetype in Norse <laughs> she's been silently howling over here in the corner for it. I don't know if we can actually <laughs> I don't know. subject people to listening to this anymore. Anyway, Norse mythology has the archetype or the the character Loki, and there's loads of them in Greek mythology, right? Yeah, yeah. Eros is a trickster. Hermes is a trickster. There's a bunch of tricksters in Greek. Um, yeah, no, sorry. I'm fine. I don't know. I don't know what that was. I think she overheated. <laughs> I think I overheated too. Um, but I think that's what tricksters do. They start the shit. You know what? They, they, that's they start what it is. the energy. That's what they it is. They get you very giddy. It's the trickster energy. It's not that's my fault. It. There you go. There we go. That's Bringing it, it back. That's what it was. I think, I think that's what it was. Uh, yeah, like, so the Loki character, I mean, the Loki character is called a trickster. But he's also like there's a there's a fine line sometimes between trickster and like fucking world ending psychopath. And I think Loki is definitely on the world ending psychopath end of the spectrum of tricksters. Definitely way more evil and malevolent than than he he can be super like, yeah, like depending on the story, because I think also like one of the things about trickster characters and I think maybe particularly Loki is that it varies wildly depending on what story it is. Yeah. Like sometimes he's a cute little prankster and then other times it's like end of the motherfucking world and you don't really know at the beginning of the story which one it's going to be, which is part of the fun of that character. Because like you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know if you're going to have like a fun time or if you're going to end up ruined uh, by hanging out with them. But that's that's part of the appeal of, of tricksters, I think, mm. is like... And definitely Bikru is, I think, quite a malevolent trickster in that he generally wants people to get in fights and kill each other. Yeah, like the, his setup here is actually pretty vicious. Like, as in what he does yeah. here, he, he sets everyone up. He wants the entire hall to fight. He's essentially, he's, he's setting up everything for a civil war to happen. Yeah. 
that's what he's doing and the whole story and the, the story we'll tell next time as well as a continuation of this one is basically all of the other characters doing damage control so that it's not actually a war. Mm-hmm. And like there's another story that the Mayo Ton, uh, the Ton both clear this where he does cause a war. Pretty much. Like, no, he does, yeah. He, oh, he absolutely, absolutely does. Like, that, does. That one That's, works. That one works, yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes like Bikru's motivation usually seems to be to start a fucking war. And yet, as you said, that maybe we're going to talk about this before our plan for this podcast was there's a big difference between the gods in Greek and uh, and, Norse. and Norse and Bikru because he's a yeah. character. He's well, like, not a he's god. not a god. He's a dude. Yeah. He's a warrior. And like, I think that's something there's something in that as well is that like the the, the amount of damage a trickster can do is is somewhat contextualized <laughs> by who they are in yeah, the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like some tricksters are able to sort of transcend that. But like, yeah, Bikru is like he's a he's a man of some social clout. Right. Like he's he's able to do quite a bit of damage, but his damage is on the level of can start a war in County Mayo versus Apocalypse. Fucking Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. He, he can't do Ragnarok, but if he were a god, he, he sure, sure fucking would. would. And he'd probably be less fun about it than Loki because he's not the most fun of tricksters. Not the most fun. And like Hermes is, is a way nicer trickster. Like in, Again, in depending the on the story, Hermes tends to go after like pompous yeah. gods. Like he tends to go after gods like Apollo who kind of have a stick up their ass. <laughs> yeah. And so like it's fine when he goes after them because like, you know, the Apollo, Apollo, yeah, like yeah. Apollo could do with, with having it. the piss taken out of him a little bit. Yeah. Um, and also Hermes is, is, is re- like he has a very responsible role as sort of messenger of the gods. Uh, so he's not a totally irresponsible agent of anarchy. But I think tricksters in general in stories... That's their function. Their function is is to inject a bit of anarchy into into a narrative or into a situation. Yeah, like Shakespeare uses it all the time, right? Like pluck in uh, Midsummer is like. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, pluck. Puck, puck. Ah, <laughs> uh, there we go. Pluck, pluck is not a character. Puck is though. Puck is a character. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and and you get it. You get modern tricksters all the time. I think there's. Um, Bob's There's Burgers. a trickster in yeah, yeah, Louise is the trickster in Bob's Burgers. Awesome. Um, you you also get like I think every mythology has a trickster. Like it's one of the oldest folklore characters is a trickster. Like um I think there's some Native American stories that talk about Coyote, which who's who's their like archetypal yeah, trickster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like there's but there's a trickster in every world mythology. But I think there's a trickster in every family. Like <laughs> there is though. Like if you look at any group, okay, maybe not a like any any wide family cousins and everything, you'll have one who's just gonna start a shit like, and you'll have someone who's gonna enjoy it and play the be the be the clown. That, that is that like, is true, and and you have again you have that thing of like the manev- the, the malevolent and benevolent tricksters, yeah, like depending, yeah, on yeah, depending on the family situation. Some tricksters are gonna stir shit in order to create absolute fucking anarchy, carnage. and someone merges gonna be the lighthearted ones and uh, less evil, I guess. But I less. think in in that context as well, like one of the things that tricksters do, and one of the things that Bikru does in in his stories, is that they bring to the surface things that people would rather were hidden. Yeah. So like, and then and then that forces a confrontation. Yeah, they're they're like they're, they're, he's he's necessary there for for everyone to admit who the champion is. Absolutely, because no one's talking about because it. because nobody's mentioning it. Yeah. And like, you know, there's there's something there about the trickster can't 
abide duplicity. Like tricksters, you know, there's something, there's an interesting kind of uh, paradox there with tricksters in that they'll, they'll, you know, be quite comfortable lying and cheating and stealing. But like, especially if powerful characters are putting one face forward and actually like hiding something else about themselves, tricksters are the ones that will like poke at that until it is revealed. Hmm, And I think that's often the function, I think that's often the function of tricksters in a family context like you're talking about as well. Mm. I think the tricksters are the people who are like, hang on, there's something that people aren't talking about here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you you know when you have a fucking conversation and you can feel the edge of that silence and you can feel that there's this area that people aren't stepping into. Yeah. And I think sometimes that trickster is the person who's like, hey, look at this this elephant in the room. Come on, let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Look, it's right. Look. We all know that person. We in whatever, all know Whatever that it's person. family groups or if it's uh, friend groups or circles or work colleagues, we know those per- those people. And then that's where I'm like, it's interesting to see the archetype played out in personal realms. And you're going kind of like, which one came first, obviously? You know, the, the society or myth or myth and then society or, you know, what's created first. That's what a dialectic is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Things we create and are created by. Yeah, we the, the image of and re, re, kind of reflection of art uh, in, in society and in, in human life. It's kind of cool. Indeed, indeed. Um, so, um... I'm going to stop talking now in case I start laughing again. You sort of was very, very funny today. Uh, Shut up. (laughs) I'm going to enjoy not editing this podcast. Um, Yeah, but it's your turn. Exactly. I'm not going to edit it. We take it in terms to edit out the like flubs and mistakes. If you heard her click earlier on, that's what we usually do to indicate a cut. That was my indication (laughs) of like, you need to cut this bit out because I'm having hysterics. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. I think we all need to see the state of Sarica. I grew up with... uh, as I used to call her, a Hala Balawala. Hala would be no, 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 no. I'm going to personally go in and cut that bit out. No, 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 no. Thank you for listening to our rather random uh, and slightly giddy podcast today. We were uh, talking about Bikru and Bikru's Feast. Next week will be, or two weeks, next chapter of this will be the rest of the champions portion. So we'll be telling that one have a little look at the other characters in this story I hope you enjoyed thank you Doshin Ryan for editing and putting a final gloss on this podcast thank you for Oshin Ryan also the everythingist for putting the music to it and thank you for our Patreons yes our patrons on Patreon and if you'd like to be a patron on Patreon go to patreon.com forward slash candlelit tells yeah, I got never. nearly all of that out without giggling yeah. uh, I'm proud of myself and if you cannot afford to support us on Patreon thank you for listening yeah it means a lot thanks guys and uh, we'll be back soon enough with more candlelit tales crack you